Hello and welcome to The Gray Area, where I give interviews with developers, talk about gaming news and reviews, and focus on the interrelationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray and this is the 83rd episode in a weekly series called Black Nerd Invasion. Here with me is Andre Meadows, actor, comedian, producer at Black Nerd Comedy, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Andre, and I'm a black nerd, I guess that's what I should say. <laughs> it's like, I'm a girl geek. You're a black nerd. You're the perfect combo. <laughs> Last week's episode was a discussion with Daniel Collette from EB Games. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today's Monday, October 8th, and we are going to talk about Andre, his YouTube rants, some gaming favorites, and whatever other topic occurs to us at the time. Now, for the listeners, this might seem a bit far out uh, with you being a comedian and me interviewing developers usually or industry professionals, but I think the, uh, shall we call them black nerd rants, about gaming-related topics and news are pretty universal, and it seems to me that a lot of your videos feature video game references and direct uh, rants featuring video games. So, uh, news of the week is what I'd like to start with. Okay. I'm headed to Comic-Con in New York this weekend, and I'm really excited about it. And I know you did a video about Comic-Con, or about cons and creeping cons, which I will ask you about later, because I have not been to one this large. So there might be, like, unexpected levels of creepery. <laughs> Get ready. Are you oh. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, that's okay, because they'll still take pictures of you. Anyway. I heard that. That was really <laughs> strange. If anybody just comes up and takes random pictures, that would be very yes. disturbing. Yeah, the in the video for those interested in the video, yeah, I, I I talk about how I was hanging out with this girl, and some guy came up and just like she was in a black dress, and so he came up to her and said, "Are you in cosplay? Are you just hot?" And she says, "No, I'm in cosplay." And he goes, "Oh, so you're just hot?" And just snaps a picture and walks away without even asking. So <laughs> apparently, that's a thing now. It's you know, it's uh, anything yeah. goes in the comic cons. <laughs> well, if and I say this all the time uh, to my friends, if you can walk around in Thundercats pasties at a on a con, you can probably get away with just about anything. <laughs> That's well, I guess so. <laughs> this, that was just wrong. So many levels. Thundercat home. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. No, you'll be fine. I, I, that those are only select few individuals. You'll have a lot of fun. New, I went to New York Comic Con a couple years ago. It's a fun one. I think it's a lot larger now than when I was there because when I was here it was in you know, February mm. when it was snow. So I don't think everyone came out. So, but yeah, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Good, thanks. Well, I'm thinking like the twenty thousand people there were probably warming up enough to wear <laughs> t-shirts <laughs> this time of year. So that's nice. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your Indiecade, which was, I believe, just a couple days ago. Yes. Yeah. What was that, and what's the theme of that? Uh, so Indiecade, it was like sort of a weekend festival uh, that happened in Culver City, which is a part of L.A., uh, where they just sort of highlight and have demos, or, or you can go and play various games from independent creators. And it's it's all kinds of games, like video games as well as like tabletop games mm. and card games. Uh, I played a really cool couple of card games. I played uh, a meta game, which is where 
it's kind of like an apples to apples type thing where it'll uh but all the cards are of actual video games and you'll get a question like you know which which one is more of a guide to life and you would have your you put down one of the cards of a video game and you had to debate of why you thought you know, uh, StarCraft or Pong. <laughs> is Pong is a metaphor for life. We all metaphor know. For life or things like that. Yeah. So it, that that game was a lot of fun. Um, uh, and yeah, it's 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 really really cool. And then um, a couple of days before the actual festival, they had an award show and they gave prizes to an awards to some of the creators for you know best audio, best design, best, that sort of thing. And uh, Felicia Day was the 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 host of that award show. She did I a good job. That. Did yeah. you get to meet her? I, I did get to meet her. Meet oh. her. Yes, it was. <laughs> which I, and I've met her before. She's really, really cool. Very, very cool person. Um, I love meeting her and talking to her, but it's so difficult to do so in an event because you know everybody loves her. So it's kind of like the well, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be in the way <laughs> as the fans approach. Oh, does she recognize you at this point since you've met a couple times? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like we we ran into backstage. She gave me good luck because I performed. I did a perform. That's what I was sort of getting to. I was gonna, I did a performance there. Uh, I did a rap tribute to video games. <laughs> oh my, that sounds like it'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah. So it was it was a good night. It was a good night. The festival. Was a lot of fun. I got to meet um, and talk to Howard Phillips, who was, if you go, go back to this is for the old people, uh, back in the days of Nintendo Power, uh, mm-hmm. he was a master of Nintendo. He was the Howard in the Howard and Nestor comics. Okay. Uh, see, he, <laughs> this is something we'll talk about too. Nintendo Power. See, I was reading PC Gamer. This is like where the divide happens when you're what, like, you know, 10? <laughs> Did you start? I only read PC Gamer. Well, I have Nintendo. It's the console versus PC divide. Just begins right there at like age. Oh, 10. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was there though, and you met <laughs> yes. him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to meet him and, and talk to him and stuff, and he's really, really cool. Uh, so still, still lover of the games, and had some pretty interesting things to say about Nintendo when he was there and about it after after not being there and, and mm-hmm. what they're up to currently. It was some, it was really cool. Well, so. I know that's ending in uh, 2012. So has it stopped now? The magazine's not running anymore, or is it? Yeah, uh, in December. Yeah, I think they're gonna have like a final. A final issue, and uh, that's it. No more Nintendo Power. Well, where will we get our news about video games? There was only some place where just all kinds of news. <laughs> about video games to some place, on like maybe phone. someplace online, possibly. What's, what's, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like in a line? Like I gotta wait in line for it? What? You have to get an iPad just so you can read it in the bathroom, like you used to your magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, in the, in the age of you know the iPads, so that we should. You know, they should just turn Nintendo Power into an easy, you know, or Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, I guess Nintendo kind of has that with, uh, like, the Nintendo Directs, and then they make these videos, which are very interesting. I'm Reggie Fisame, and I am going to tell you about Nintendo. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I guess we got those. So, it's it's still there in spirit. <laughs> the power yes. is still, that aim, though, just Nintendo Power. I think that's what'll be missed as far as 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 well as the nostalgia so yeah the header of the huge nintendo power logo that's what you'll miss yes definitely and claymation versions of (laughs) 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 i don't think that mario ever really did look like that no no and and you just want particularly for that being the first issue it was like all right we've got all these already drawn stock photos of Mario and Luigi from Mario 2, you know, and Princess, you know, we could put some cool collage together. No, 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 guys. No. I just bought <laughs> play. 
course there is. What is that? <laughs> I forget what that clay is called too. The one you buy specially and then you like put it in the oven and it comes out like you're six and you've got this little, basically anything that ro- on robot chicken is kind of made with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's, that's just wonderful. It's like, that's how we're going to debut this thing. All right, let's, let's go for it. Great. <laughs> it was crafty. It, was crafty. <laughs> it worked. So yeah. Felicia Day, there seems to be a running obsession with Felicia Day in a lot of your videos. And it, I guess you're a fan of the guild. Is that where it's from? <laughs> yeah, just, just, just mentioning I it. I better calm down then. I don't want to get a restraining order. I didn't... <laughs> it's a drinking no. game. If the word Felicia <laughs> comes up, you have to take a shot. Well, I, I do like I do like my girls that are into the geeky stuff. Uh, no, no, she's she's just a you know she's a popular person. If I make her as a reference, people kind of know her and stuff. So as a but no, I did a, I did an episode of the Guild uh, one season. I did I did a little a little little pop in pop out thing. So Ooh. I think that's why it was it was mentioned a couple of times because because okay. I would I I remember mentioning it when it happened. But you you know obviously well a lot of these web shows people find out about them later. Uh, you know, they're, they're a little find something out a little bit later than actually it came out. So I'll still to this day get some people sending me a tweet or email going like, "Hey, were you in the guild? Did you do that?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah," and you know, and stuff like that. So I get uh, that. I get uh, there's other web series I popped up in. There's a couple of movies on Netflix <laughs> that uh, <laughs> are on Netflix. Hey, Netflix is good. No, Netflix is good. It's more the movies that I did. Because, oh. <laughs> yeah. So. I watched an entire movie where the protagonist was a red light. So, hey, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who am well, I to say? Yeah, well, no, that's that's good. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look for that one. Red light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of fun because it's fun to either um, – I even did like a review – I was on a TV show for a while doing movie reviews and stuff. So it's it's just kind of interesting to see people either seeing me on Black Nerd Comedy first and then finding me in these other places and going, oh, my God, it's Black Nerd. Or people finding my YouTube channel and being like, oh, that's the guy from the movie review show or that's the guy from the dirty sex comedy. And it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell looking at his face. <laughs> uh, I like Geek and Sundry a lot, which Felicia Day does. I don't know if you've ever seen Written by a Kid. It's, I have. You have? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. It yeah. is really good. It's good. All right, moving on from Felicia Day. And <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, you are, you need to stay at least 100 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Here's my space, my dance space. You need to give me some. No, okay. No, she's great. She's a wonderful person. You have a lot of events coming up. Let's talk about them briefly, and then we'll get into the gaming aspect of things. Um, you have okay. something happening in LA that's a live comedy? Is that... Was that the indicator or is there something else? No, this is, yeah, this is something else. I, uh, I do stand up comedy from time to time and, um, I'm doing, I'm headlining a, a nerd comedy night, which is kind of fun. I did one in San Diego a couple months ago. I did one during Comic Con, uh, at a, at a, a separate convention called GamerCon that was happening at the same time. And so that was fun. So this one is actually, uh, from a different group, but it's, it's nerd theme and it's going to be Wednesday night, uh, the 10th at the John Lovitz Comedy Club and Universal City Walk. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can actually buy your tickets in advance. And if you use the the promo co- code NERDS, <laughs> oh, so secret. You actually, yeah, you actually get like a, a discount on tickets. And it's, and it's supposed to be a fun night. And what's interesting about it is it's a 21 and up club. But because, uh, I guess because I come out, they're just like, all right, we're going to allow 16 and up to go. Oh, so, so now you go. Teenagers can... 
go see some, some comedy. Um, I'm still going to say bad words, but you can be there and learn them <laughs> because you don't already know them because 60 year olds never curse. No. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's happening uh, Wednesday the 10th. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, I would love to see you in person, give you hugs. Oh, good. My West Coast people uh, can go see that because I do have yeah. quite a few West Coast people. And this huh? will be out before then, so maybe they'll get on it and go see it. That'd be nice. That'd be awesome, yeah. And then on uh, on Friday the 12th, I'm doing a live stream. Um, I'm part of this group that's uh, promoting the new um, Magic the Fleets Rockers, yay! <laughs> Yeah, so uh, which is which is a lot of fun. Uh, I I joked as I mentioned in the video. I'm kind of new to Magic the Gathering because I grew up around not nerds, so I had to pick and choose uh. <laughs> my nerdom. So, uh, but it's a lot of fun. I love the game. It's a, it's it's tons of fun. So far, I've been doing good at it. But we're doing a tournament online, and it's gonna be me, uh, Toby Turner, Tobuscus, um, uh, Husky Starcraft is gonna commentate. I just found out that Trade Chat, uh, Panzer is gonna be part of it too. Um, caters, uh, one seven. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I can win or at least place nicely, nice. but today it'll be a ton of fun. So, uh, yeah, if you're into, if you're in the magic, if you're into MTG, yes. two Oh one three. I think it's twitchtv.com slash magic 2013, which I recommend if you haven't, uh, seen it at all, the, the frag dolls have some pretty nice videos of, uh, Duel of the Planeswalkers, where they've had kind of walkthroughs, I guess, on it and different games that they've recorded on Twitch as well. And it's been helpful to me because I'm an old school magic, like, where's my card, you know, and playing yeah. it virtually is an entirely kind of different experience than, than having the time. It feels like rushed to me. I'm like, oh, I only have 30 seconds to choose my card. I don't know. You know, like there's a certain <laughs> level of pressure when you're playing yeah. virtually. When you're playing it in yeah. person, you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to get a drink. I'm going to be back. You know, it doesn't work like that, really, for the virtual. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is, especially when you have to stop the timer. That's the one that always gets me, like, when you're about to attack and you're just like, oh, you have time. And I'm just like, well, do I have a cart? I don't. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's already slashed. So it's a lot of fun. And it, but it's good, too, because I, I am known to, uh, you know, sometimes just forget the next step. And so, you know, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I'm done. And the little thing will pop up. You really should play your land card right now. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. I knew that. Thanks, Magic Gathering. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I loved in your video when you had a Legend of Zelda. You're like, "Hey, listen!" Because I just, yeah. I just said that to someone. I was like, "Hey," and they go, "Listen!" And I was, <laughs> the other day, and I thought, "Wow, that's really ironic." Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, that's what it feels like, except not as annoying. Not so. as annoying. <laughs> yes. So, are you playing anything right now? Any gaming, gaming stuff that you're playing while you're oh, playing running around? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I I am I am playing some Just Dance. <laughs> Are you? Oh, I like that game actually. It's kind of harder than you think. Yeah, no, it is. This is very difficult. Actually, uh, I went to um, I'm gonna I'm a Nintendo ambassador, so I get to go to these different Nintendo events, and I I went. <laughs> I love to, how you say that. I love. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yes, I I stopped the wars of the Nintendo characters. You know, <laughs> I, I, at the Moblins to chill out. Uh, no, I um, I get to go to these different events every once in a while. So I went to a Wii U preview event. And I got to play Just Dance Four, and it was a lot of fun. But the Wii U version is going to be different because it because since they had that gamepad, mm-hmm. usually with Just Dance you've got like the the choreographed dance for every song. It never changes. But they have this mode called Puppet Master, where if mm. you are holding the gamepad with the screen, 
different dances pop up and you choose one and then it automatically pops up as the next dance and sequence. So if you're doing the dance, you have no idea what the next dance is, is going to be until it like pops up a few seconds before. So you can't like go home and train the specific thing and then be like, all right, I can beat you all. It's like, you got to be prepared. So that was kind of hmm. fun, challenging. So it's now a choreographer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's choreography mode. So That's yeah. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I joke all the time about, you know, I like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a quote unquote gamer. I'm a guy that likes video games just because I'm, I'm old school. I'm with everything like movies, TV, video games and stuff. And I just, you know, I'm always busy making videos or doing events and stuff like that. So I, I only have pockets of time to put a controller in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. I love these, these new titles and I love the next gen gaming, but. When when the first part of your game is like a thirty minute cutscene and I only got thirty minutes to play, the game, <laughs> I'm just like, well, dude, I'm sorry, <laughs> right? Snake, but I gotta go to work, you know. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> no RPGs for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, them, but it, it, it actually makes me mad because when I was a kid, I was just like, I had all the time in the world, and it's just like, oh man, I, I would love to have these games now. You kids today having so well, but yeah, it's you know, I I, I think I just passed the the age where I could have that, uh, you know, college night of playing one of these games for hours on end, so. Yes. Well, talking about your childhood with video games, what got you into those, and what were the things you played when you were younger? Uh, my first console was actually a Texas Instrument TI-99-4A, which... <laughs> I love that you know all the numbers for that. I, I yeah. just... Texas Instruments, that got it for me. Yeah, which is not a calculator. Like, I had to remind... <laughs> about the graphics calculators the ti-85s no no it was a it was a keyboard slash computer where you could do basic programming and then it had a cartridge slot where you could play different games um and it would always be their game so it always would be knockoffs of actual games so instead of pac-man we had Munchman, which was uh where you didn't clear a board you actually pooped out a chain and it was your job to cover the board with the chain while avoiding the goblins. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the chain makes all the difference. Yeah, so it's so a completely different game. But uh, that was a lot of fun. And then after that, I got the Atari 2600. And then after that, um, but then while I was playing that, that's when everyone had the 8-bit Nintendo. And I was just like, I want that. My parents were like, well, you got to give up your Atari if you want to have Nintendo. You can't have two consoles. God forbid. A- <laughs> <laughs> two consoles in this world uh which is a con- <laughs> some people still have to this day but uh but yeah so then that when i saw super mario brothers you know on at home because i i had i had gone to arcades i played like rampage and joust and, and yes. <laughs> with my game i love me some cubert wreck it ralph thank you for bringing cubert back uh but but when i saw that i could play super mario brothers at home that was like I, that's it i'm i'm hooked you know so i've been a, a fanboy for that since then <laughs> did anyone ever calculate the amount of quarters you would put into you know mario in like a pizza parlor or something versus the amount of quarters you spent to own that console and just see like how equal they are you know uh, i don't know i remember that um we said i don't know if everyone remembers putt putt golf and games it was like a miniature oh. Yeah, we had uh, back in North Carolina. I was remember we had a, a place called Putt Putt. Uh, it was like a miniature golf course, and it had an arcade where you get tokens and stuff like that. And they would have this thing called Super Saturday because you know no one woke up in the morning to play miniature golf. So if you were to go at like nine in the morning, you pay like five bucks, and you would get 
to play as much miniature golf as you want, unlimited, and they would give you, you would get like a pizza, slice of pizza and a drink, and they would give you 40 tokens oh, to play the arcade. And I remember distinctly going there, doing that, and I just said to myself, I'm here today for one reason, one reason only, to beat the Ninja Turtles arcade <laughs> game. <laughs> yes. Because it was it was a quarter killer. They they purposely made that game super hard in the arcade because they wanted you to keep putting quarters in. So I was like, I got forty tokens. I'm gonna do it. And I think it literally, if I remember correctly, I think it was my last token that I finally defeated Shredder. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, many of your videos kind of have that flavor of the old school video games, and it seems like it was a big influence on your life, or at least your comedy. How did you end up getting into the comedic route? Uh, well, I, it was funny because I actually went to school for, uh, computers, computer science was my major in college, uh, at NC state. And I went to a science, math and technology Academy in high school. I actually, uh, traveled to Israel and did like a five week summer Israel trip to learn about the internet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Israel knows about the internet. Yeah, yeah, that was like, I had to leave the country to find more about the internet. Uh, so, so that was my path. Like that was it was going to be I was going to be like, hey, I'm going to graduate, work for some computer company, being a programmer. And that's you would have never even heard of me. You know, I've been a cog in the wheel somewhere. But I um, I always would just do these different presentations. Like whenever I had to do school presentations, you just had to write a paper or give a speech. I would always do a sketch or I would do a video or something like that. You know, back in the days when you, YouTube was videotapes and mm-hmm. uh, and then even uh, in college, I got involved with improv. Even when I got a job. Uh, working for um, uh, uh, a big blue company, they, uh, I uh, was even doing improv and going out for student films and stuff like that, like auditioning to be and stuff. And it just it just spoke to me a little bit more than than the computer stuff. I still you know keep in tune with that, but I just I love performing. I just something about it was great. And so then I moved out to L.A. you know because that's to be like oh I want to do the actor thing. And then I found out about YouTube and was like all right. I'll put a video or two up there just to promote my acting career because that's where I'm going and, <laughs> and sort of breathe a life of its own. And that's why I just got more and more into that to be here today with you. Nice. Well, I'm glad you are. Oh, that's what this all was for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Let's got, see. It just got creepy. Oh, it just got creepy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to your Qbert video, and I have to say, Qbert was not my favorite because he did kind of have the like grumpy aspect of him, where he would just like swear that strange language, and anytime you know something didn't get right, he would just fall off the edge of the world or, or knock people off the edge of the world. Did you see Wreck It Ralph after that video? Did you end up watching the movie that has him in it? No, I haven't seen the movie itself yet. I just have seen the trailer. Okay, okay. I, I did wonder. So, but I when I I. Yeah, I first heard about Wicked Ralph actually a year ago. I went to D23, which is the, the Disney's Disney's convention that they sort of have every couple of years. And that's where I first heard about it. And all they had was uh, like a f- sort of mock uh, arcade cabinet of the of the game, Wreck-It Ralph. And even then I was like, well, this seems interesting. I'm, I'm behind this. But that was my first question was, well, I wonder if there'll be any cameos from video game characters. And then when I saw the first trailer and saw that they had Bowser and Robotnik and, and mm-hmm. uh, like Clyde and stuff, I was like, oh, this is great. And then when Cuba pops up, I, I literally just remember going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for stuffed animals. 
I, that's what I said. I was like, I, yeah, I want stuffed animals, action figures, because I love Qbert. But I, I, um, the only thing I ever had of Qbert when I was when it was popular in its heyday that was merchandise, I had a Qbert board game, which I kid you not, it's a board game version of Qbert that you can play. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which I actually found in a toy store. I, I regret not getting it to this day, but it's probably worth uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go back. I'll find it. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then I also had a Qbert book. There was a, it was a, uh, a little book that I found in a drugstore one time. <laughs> like a story about Qbert? Story of like Qbert going, and it was very cute. It was like Qbert had to jump at the top of this mountain that was, that was gloom and doom. And so, but he realized when he stepped on the, the part of the mountain, it would light up. And so he would light up the entire mountain and stuff. And then, and then he, he would have his little phrases, a little blah, 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 blah. Is, is his dialogue, but then there was a guide in the back of the book that would tell you what each phrase meant. <laughs> each phrase, really? <laughs> I but, bet there's something he didn't translate. Yeah, someone tra- someone translated it. Cupid is, uh, so that was it was a cute little book. So, oh. so I'm hoping with Wreck and Ralph, yeah, we get like Cupid action figures, dolls, you know. That would be nice. That on DVD, you can watch the old Cupid cartoons. You know, I love I love Cupid. It's a good game because it's a really good game, but it came out like literally right before the video game crash, the or <laughs> ET <laughs> apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's why it kind of gets lost a little bit in the shuffle. Um, and then the company that made it, I think that was their only popular game. Like that was the only one that they nailed before arcade. They should redo it. I mean, if Angry Birds can be popular, Cupid could be popular. They just need he needs like an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Well, there have been there have been like remakes, like you know how like the Frogger had that weird update where it was yes. like the like the arcade game, but then it just went to Weirdsville. That's there's <laughs> two, but yeah, I I, I I wish the best for Cubert. Cubert, I wish the best for you, man. <laughs> what was your favorite old school game? My favorite old school game, yeah. Cubert was definitely my favorite, like arcade. Like I I I love just you know throwing quarters into that. Uh, and, and then I would say Super Mario Brothers 3 still will always hold. Three. Yeah, okay. always hold a place. Cause three was, I felt, and this is, this, I love Nintendo and I love the Mario games, but I felt like three was the most innovative. Like it just, so many things that we see in Mario games to this day, a lot of it came from three, picking up the turtle shells, flying, the different power ups, uh, uh, the different world, the world map. And all that kind of stuff. Like all of those elements all came from Mario 3. And so, and the Koopalings, which now I hear were not Bowser's kids. They're trying to say that, which I don't know if you've heard of. <laughs> this is the controversy that well, they yeah. were not Bowser's kids. I thought, I assumed they were. Yeah, I always assumed that they were. And there was always a joke of like, well, who's the mom? And even rumors like, well, maybe, maybe Princess Toadstool is the mom. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I think I saw some article that. Uh, recently where Miyamoto said that the Kooplings were more like henchmen. They weren't actually Bowser's children. Bowser Jr., I guess, is only his child, which I call BS. That Those are his kids. <laughs> Blame your kid, Bowser. Pay your child support. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what I would like to see is the giant hand in, like, every role-playing game like Obsidian or Myst, you know, where you just click and all you see is that floating giant hand. I guess it's kind of morphed into, like, every uh, sports event has a yeah. giant hand now, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Alright, let's talk a little bit about some of the news in the gaming world right now, and just two stories in particular that I want to go over. And this one really tickles me. Um, there's a candidate... For the Republican Party, 
the candidate is in Maine for the Democratic State Senate, and her name is Colleen Lachow. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Lachowitz. Mm-hmm. All right. Lachowitz. And she's getting this smear campaign uh, with because she has an orc assassination rogue named Santiago, and they're quoting her like things that she said about World of Warcraft, and well, they're saying that she's she gets away with crude, vicious, and violent online comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting. <laughs> I'm quoting. I like to stab things, and I'm originally from New Jersey. What's your point? And uh, let's see, what else did she say? <laughs> I love poisoning and stabbing. It's fun. I never thought I would love it so much either. I didn't start with a, in World of Warcraft with a rogue. And then she goes on and on about like her mohawk and her assassination tree and how she's really heavy into the mutilate skill and she lost some speed and ability and stealth. And these are things that, you know, any person who plays World of Warcraft, you know, would be talking about their, their pati- particular spec or their particular, you know, weapons or anything. It, it's not, it's not really violent, but they're using this as part of the smear campaign. And they have this huge picture of, uh, an orc with a red mohawk and, and their thing. The thing says, <laughs> it says, we need a senator who lives in our world, not Colleen's world. Vote oh, no my. on Colleen. Gosh, wow. <laughs> and these flyers, I think, are almost more of an endorsement than uh, actually a smear campaign. Because yeah. they, they say that she spent 22 hours a week playing World of Warcraft, and and her characters are, you know, probably level 85, high level but most people, they've calculated, watch more than 30 hours of television. And so she doesn't understand uh, why she's being targeted as an online player and uh, and thinks this is kind of silly. But we'll see if this if this succeeds and she doesn't get elected because of it. But what are your thoughts on that? Oh, my gosh. I think it's I think it's hilarious. So I, I, it was fun. It's funny because I did a I did a video recently about bronies. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, And one of the jokes I made is I'm surprised that no one's used it in a campaign yet. Like saying like, oh, you know, why would you vote for Obama? He secretly likes Fluttershy, you know, or something like that. So this is kind of funny that this. <laughs> I, I guess I picked the wrong medium. <laughs> Apparently, it was World of Warcraft that you would do a campaign on. That is that is crazy. Yeah, I would I would think that that might help her campaign. Like I would see. I could totally see a bunch of gamers coming out and voting now <laughs> just to get her in because, you know. She's in touch uh, with the youth of America. Yeah, exactly. And hey, that game is strategy. So clearly those <laughs> clearly those strategies can help in the in the real world. I would be more inept to, to vote for somebody who knows how to make their way around Warcraft. So, uh, well, I so have that's... seen people write uh, like on resumes that they are raid leaders or they're guild leaders, which means that they have skills in interpersonal relationships <laughs> and that they, they build teams and they coordinate <laughs> strategy. I'm sure they never get hired, but they still put it on resumes. I, I don't know. There, there was actually a guy that uh, it was a job that I did one time where I actually got uh, promoted because the guy that I was working under or working. Yeah, the guy I was working under. He left the job because he was a leader of of a, of a wild group, and and and, but he used to live on the east coast, and he moved over to the west coast, and it was affecting his time to be up with his group. So he literally went from full time to part time. He really he took a demotion just so he, he could, could have play. Time to play wild. So <laughs> and I, that's why I was all like, "What is this wild that people talk about? I want to play it." And like sitting there, you have the old man come out and be like, "No, never play in this game. It'll ruin your life." <laughs> so I was like, "All right." 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you do not have 20 plus extra hours in the evening or, you know, it's this is how it starts. And, and this is kind of in my news of the week, I guess, if you want to say that. My news of the yep. week is I started playing Mists of Pandaria and I've been out of the game for probably six months or so. And, uh-huh. and now I'm back and I always say to myself, okay, I'm going to get to the max level and I'm just going to play the content, but I'm not going to raid. Okay, I'm going to be in a guild, but I'm not going to raid. Because the second that you make that raid group, it's like, but Susie, Jim, Tushar0256 really needs me at 6 o'clock to play for four hours and try to kill this boss for loot that doesn't exist. You know, that is what happens. And then every night, that's what you're doing. Hey, that's dedication. And that's the kind of dedication I need in my next candidate for mayor. (laughs) I'm sorry, I cannot work on those uh, proposals that I need to work on right now. I have to play because we're rating rating Dragon Soul. I'm sorry. Yeah. And wait a minute. Is this a woman that plays video games? What are you talking about? That's a crazy concept. (laughs) Does not exist. They don't do that. Never. Never. (laughs) <laughs> well, she's probably like a level five anyway. You know, well, 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 do you have the expansion pack? Oh, you're not a real gamer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now we have to talk about it because you just brought it right up. It's a Pandaria or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the best video I thought. The the women in gaming video. Right? You're challenging those those thoughts. and Yes. Yeah. So it seemed like your basic reasoning was if somebody feels well. First of all, I have to say this is really true. If someone questions your nerddom, <laughs> your nerd card, why <laughs> why sit there and defend it? And why be like, no, I have like five level eighty five characters and wow, and three servers, and I'm also Horde and Alliance, and I also like to play first person shooters, and I've got this one. You know, why sit there and like argue like, with somebody if if they're not convinced that or if they have some sort of classification? You know, you're not going to meet that standard. Standard, whatever right. standard that is. Yeah, no, I, t- I completely understand the I completely understand the defense because I yes, there are a lot of people who still you know uh, have this feeling that yeah, girls don't play video games. I'm like, yeah, they do. Oh, guess what? They also can vote and <laughs> drive, <laughs> eat, drink, and sleep, <laughs> That's right. and it do works. other things that humans do. Because I didn't realize it was still segregated. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it's just, it's very weird. But yeah, if, I feel like if someone is constantly challenging a girl or any girl on, on gaming and stuff, then yeah, they they they've made their way. They they're set in their way. So. No matter what you show them, they're always going to think of something else that you're not going to know or try to think of something else that you're not going to know to still prove their point. And it just makes no sense to me. And I think a lot of it, like I, I, what I say in the video basically comes down to a lot of people um, use girls not being in the gaming as an excuse for a variety of things like not dating or things like that. And I feel like there is sort of a fear and like, oh, wow, you know, these people do that. But then it's something I didn't really talk about in the video, but even thought about more is it's also that, you know, this stuff is becoming mainstream. Gaming is, to me at least, is becoming just as part of entertainment as a movie or a television show would. And so you're going to get a variety of people liking it in different ways. But you don't hear people – if I were to say like, hey, I like movies – you have somebody go, oh, uh, did you see, see the, Christopher, the Christopher Nolan Batman? Too? Oh, you're not a real movie going, man. I'm sorry. You that know? is really true. So it, it, it's just, it's all entertainment. So it's just weird. But I just feel like some people, you know, have had their little club, secret club of, of whatever. And now it's becoming bigger and they can't accept that. So, yeah, their way is we got to still keep it elite. And 
to those people, I say, uh, you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Simple. So, yeah. And I've had some counter arguments. I've had some people come back and be like, what about booth babes? What about these models that pose as games? And I'm like, well, those people are employed. Like that's, you know, that's, that's their job, but that's no different than, uh, you know, the chick that sits on a car. (laughs) or magazine ads because guess what people we're in a society where sex sells and that's what that's always going to be a part of everything you can't you can't mix in a booth babe and a girl that's modeling with gaming equipment with a person that's game that's that's a girl that's gaming just because they're all female like that just doesn't that's not the same it's two different arguments two different things so i yeah i think it's all i think it's all just dumb i think it's like look you know We've been picked on all our lives for liking these weird and absurd things and whatever. So don't let's not do it to each other. Let's stop this geek on geek crime. <laughs> geek on geek crime. Yes. Well, you have to wonder. I mean, when we, like you said, when you we were young, being a geek was basically caused to be ostracized from everything and you know told that you weren't part of the in crowd what is it now that is the thing where nobody likes you if you do x i think it's probably being studious and conservative i would think like being you know a person of faith that's very conservative or you know someone who's like very uh studious would probably still be something that would not be cool i don't know yeah, no, I think there's still – well, I, for me personally, being a black nerd, that was – I mean, that was just – you just – you didn't have that. There was there was, there was none of that <laughs> happening. You had Urkel, you had Carlton, you had Lamar, oh, and that was it. You like that – you know, no one – you know, that's it. We're jokes, you know. So when now that's – you know, I see all the time, you know, people online or people in person like, oh, yeah, I'm a black nerd too. Yay, way to go, black nerds all unite. Hey, and stuff, and it's just like, hey, hey, hey. great, glad y'all, <laughs> glad y'all finally stood up while I was getting hit. No, uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, no, it, enjoy your Call of Duty and Dada. Yeah, so it's, but it's even to the point. This actually happened to me. There was this sort of kind of upscale urban website, and they featured one of my videos um, on their site. I forget, I forget which one, but it was one of my rants. And they, they were like, oh, here's an interesting topic from Black Nerd Comedy. And these are all people that you would call black nerds. They're like very, you know, you know, they're not thug, gangsters, whatever. Like they're, they're, you know, intelligent, whatever it means. And, and I got so much hate. Like mm. there's so, so many people because I wasn't the black nerd that they wanted. They wanted the... I'm the soulful, cultural, you know, very much into art and jazz and music and, and the poetry slams and this and that. And then I come on like, hey, guys, I like Smurfs and Gremlins and Super Mario Brothers. And they're like, oh, that, no, we don't want that <laughs> black nerd. And I'm like, well, we got to the point where we have levels of black nerds now. Like, It's like that's how that's how big all this has come. And I agree with the with the commercialization of it. Yes. You know, it's it's def- there's definitely this let's pander to geeks mentality in a lot of businesses but that happens with everything that's happened with hip-hop culture that's happened with grunge that's happened with quote-unquote independent (laughs) stuff Mm -hmm. you know when all your independent music labels are pretty much owned by the major music labels it's like you know everything that can be a dollar sign can come to companies and other people are going to pounce on it people are going to pounce on it and act like they're part of it to get attention these things are going to happen so that's just part of life and business. So it doesn't make sense to then turn around and attack other people who do like it 
for that reason. Because what are you doing? Like, if we've, what, are we going to ground them all up together and then just put them on an island somewhere and go, goodbye, fake geeks, we're done with you. Now everything's happy. It's like, whatever. Just do you. Enjoy your life. Well, that's one of the reasons I try not to... I mean, let's just say my instinct at the beginning was, hey, I, I really like My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. You know, I watched that and I think it's pretty cool. I like the animation. I like the reboot because I used to watch the old My Little Pony when I was little. And, yeah. you know, I like the redo. And then I ran into Fire. <laughs> it was a, oh. I would call him a, a semi-professional gamer. And he's a brony. And oh, okay. my goodness, he's all into it. Like he's got like the figures and all that. And he carries him to work and whatever. And I was kind of like, haha, this is kind of funny. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, there's nothing inherently feminine, perhaps, except maybe the coloration of some of these ponies that makes it say a guy can't like a pony if he wants to like a pony. And he's somehow like less masculine and not a guy. And he, he's womanish because, you know, she's got hearts on her butt. And, you know, <laughs> uh, again, unless, what did she call them? Cloptics or something? Oh, unless, cloppers? Clopper, yeah. Unless you're that. Okay, that I'm aside, aside. If you want to be a brony and you want to like express your love of friendship and whatever, you know, yeah. fine. That's not something that I need to say. And it's not cool. And bronies aren't cool. As long as you're not getting uh, up in people's faces and insisting they all convert to the brony philosophy, I don't see any reason to have a problem with that. And I right. think you know, people do. I, yeah, and I think that I think that's where the you know it's kind of the same thing. That's where the sort of the problem came in because there are some people that I, you know, and I even said that in the video, like some bronies need to just chill out. I'm like, yeah, some people are just not gonna like the show. Some people are just gonna be dude alpha male dudes and be like, no, I don't like that girly crap. Fine, let them be that way. You know, like you, you, you've you've clearly got a group of people who are ready, willing, and able to dress up as Rainbow Dash and hang out with you. So right. you're covered. You don't need to. You don't need to enlist. You know, it's like you, you you got it. So yeah, I just feel like I feel like yeah, people should just. I like weird stuff. I you know, I have a Smurf. I like Smurfs. I'm into that. You know, I like uh, Gremlins. I like all kinds of crazy stuff. So um. And mention them various times in my videos. So, yes. you know, it's, it's, it's good to like a different type of thing. I like variety. I like, I like people liking different things because then I can talk to them about like, why do you like, why do you geek out over this specific thing? I don't want us all to like the exact same thing. You know, I don't, I don't want, you know, Star Wars and Star Trek to be the defining thing for nerd culture all the time. It's like all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah, we just, it's just, it's just very weird. It, it's, it's a lot of, I think what it, a lot of it boils down to is, uh, yeah, you know, I can't speak for every geek. I'm not the I'm not the, the spokesperson for the nerds out there. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like in a, some people's cases, being a nerd was kind of their identity. Like they were, you know, they were the nerd of the group, and they were one of the nerds, the, the, the small group of nerds in their school and their neighborhood or whatever. And so I think seeing it become more and more mainstream, you start to feel like, well, that was my identity and it's now gone. I mean, I've even seen like, like I saw the, read the, the Pat Oswald article about, you know, how geekdom is dying and all this other kind of stuff. And a lot of it to me, I'm just like, well, yes, but that's not me. Like, that's not all me. If your entire life is based on you being a nerd, then you need to find some other things to do. Like, I just like, it's, it's, it's a strong part of your life, mm -hmm. but it is not your life. You know, the, the day that, someone else decides or likes a certain thing more than you do does not mean that you're done, you know, and it's not Highlander. So you can get the Nintendo ambassador says yeah, there can yeah. be only oh, yeah. one. Yes. So, so it's, it's okay. You know, it's, it's all right to, to, you know, you just, yeah, you need to, you need to have a bigger identity with yourself than just that. You're more than just your, 
collectibles. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you kind of morph into posers then. It's like, who has the best collection? You know, it's not even about what you love anymore. It's about yeah. the the maximum knowledge of a, a particular thing or, you know, having the best of whatever. And that's kind of what you were fighting against being a nerd in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I had another video about not being nerdy enough. It was kind of what spun off the, the, the girl one. Uh, but yeah, and it was uh, it was pretty much about that. It's like, yeah, don't, you know, we're we're all... We're all gonna feel a certain way about ourselves and and express it. And that's just how it is. And if you don't think it's the case, that's fine. But I don't need to hear it. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, we're getting close to closing. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about uh, before we end? Anything coming up? Uh, anything coming up? Uh, no. I just, I just, like I said, I I make videos on my YouTube channel. Uh, for the past few weeks, I've been doing them actually every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do rants on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I do interviews on Fridays. I recently did a bunch of interviews at Power Morphicon, which is the Power Rangers convention. Oh yeah, uh, that- I've seen a couple videos. See, I don't know anything about Power Rangers, so I don't think I'd watch that. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I remember like back in the day when it was like, no, no, I'm not watching that. But I'm sure it's better. <laughs> it's much better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I I've had it, if you're not a huge Power Rangers fan, there's still some stuff in there for you because I I tend to I'll, I'll I'll obviously talk about the show, but I'll tend to ask about things that are not specifically about their show just to get different sides of people. Like there's one I did with a uh, Catherine Sutherland who was the Pink Ranger for a while, and I had actually interviewed her in 2010 about Power Ranger stuff. So I literally said to her, like, look, I'm not going to ask you about anything Power Rangers related. We're just going to talk. And it turned into, like, one of my favorite interviews because we were just chatting. And it just became this just random conversation. And then we kind of turned it into a date. (laughs) I said something something remotely flirty. And then she's like, oh, now we're on a date sort of thing. (laughs) So (laughs) that was was really fun. My date Uh, with the Power Ranger. A date, my date with the Power Rangers. So yeah, uh, it was it was really cool. So yeah, and then I'll, I'll have other interviews coming up uh, uh, down the line, and and so people should just tune into my YouTube channel and watch the silliness happen. <laughs> Very good. Okay, yeah. a tip before we go, and this is one yeah. of my favorite things you said: <laughs> do not be fluttering your rarity anytime soon. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, I still have a running gag of turning uh, cartoon characters or phrases into masturbation. That seems to be... <laughs> <laughs> it's a talent, a, really. Seems to be a thing I got going on there. You know, it's, it's either that or, or mentioning foot massages. That seems to be my, my two go-to things. Uh, is that why? <laughs> okay. Big thank you to Andre. And you can find him on YouTube at Black Nerd Comedy. Um, Twitter, perhaps you'd like to keep your Twitter handle in case people want to find you there? Yes. Uh, YouTube, Black Nerd Comedy. Uh, Facebook, Black Nerd Comedy. Twitter at Black Nerd. Okay, no comedy, it's, just Black nope. Nerd. Just, just at Black Nerd. Keeps okay. it short. Keep your characters for other That's words. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and as per usual, the Gray Area Podcast is entirely funded by listener donations. This means you. So if you like the show and you're amused and you want to hear other shows, please go to Genesee.com where you will find a bunch of brightly colored buttons on the right-hand side with different donation item numbers. And you can choose your own or you can pick from one of those if you just want to. But I thank you for your donations and for your iTunes reviews. And if you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, email your questions, advice, or suggestions to genesegray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode. 
This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?